Hi guys, this is Mohit Nosai from ScreenBench.com and today we have Daphne O'Neill. Hi Daphne, how are you doing? How are you? I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for giving us your time and uh, what's been up? Well, um, you know, it's been, I'm in LA and the summer was super, super hot. So it's starting to finally cool down and I'm just so relieved. I'm not really, uh, you know, summer I'm not really that great. Uh, uh, you're not a summer's person, right? <laughs> I like summer. I like swimming and you know blue skies and stuff. But just yeah. like the excess, like ninety-five and, and just above, not the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Daphne, you have an incredible journey. In you know, if you if we look at your uh, career. You started uh, training uh, for performance and uh, uh, playing the piano from the age of five, right? And by right. by right. nine, uh, you were doing uh, ballet, which is which is what you love, ballet and yes. opera. Yes. Right, right, right. I really, yeah. yeah. Still so, really in love. So it. you really got into ballet and opera uh, from a very early age uh, so you happen to have interest in acting and music as well and dancing well yeah i mean i it's not like some people like they started out at five you know wanting to be an actor i mean when i was five i was so shy even into college i was so shy i i would have never believed i would become an actor i mean uh -huh. i was just totally introverted, loved to read, I wore glasses, I, um, you know, just, I mean, I loved, you know, I like being outside in the backyard and stuff, but just, mm -hmm. I was definitely like the introvert and, you know, so, um, uh, but yeah, I love the piano and then I fell in love with ballet and then um, I didn't really get into opera or, you know, singing much until I was actually, you know, in my 20s. And um, so the acting just kind of, uh, was you know, planned? again, it's, it's, sometimes I'm still surprised. <laughs> it wasn't intentionally planned. No, no, it, it's, um, you know, after I did the Oprah show and I just felt like, I don't know, the audience just was so friendly. You know, they were uh -huh. so nice. They came up to me afterward and they were all uh -huh. encouraging and everything. And that was the first time I had really spoken much in front of, in front of an audience. You know, piano, right. you don't see anything. Ballet, you don't see anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, so when I, you know, I, then I went back to the East Coast and I started auditioning for plays, and it just kind of developed from there. Uh -huh. So, according mm -hmm. to my uh, research, uh, you were a perfect uh, fit for the opera Winfrey uh, show because uh, you had that snobbish look and a Howard degree. What's that about? Do I have a snobbish look? Yeah, I read it somewhere on the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I was actually in, in living in Chicago at the time and that, you know, I was watching her show mm. and they, they put on, a, um, you know, at the end there's a little tag and they were like looking for guests and they were like, you know, people say you have an extreme personality and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And so that's how I ended up calling in and, and they called me back and, 
and I went on the next morning. Uh, what, what do you exactly mean by an extreme personality? Well, I mean, they were saying, I guess we had, you know, a lot, I think the panel had five or six different people and, you know, some of them were, um, I don't know, it wasn't all about being a snob, but there were just different personality types that, you know, um, and it was kind of, you know, it was a tongue in cheek kind of thing. I mean, I've met people since that, you know, took the whole thing seriously, but, you know, it was a tongue in cheek, you know, kind of panel Oprah thing, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, that this is gospel. Well, that was, um, you know, so I went, I went back to the, to Boston and, um, you know, started auditioning. So the first thing I did was a very, very smallest part in a production of Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the the director was telling me, well, you should, you know, get some training and, and keep going, you know, kind of thing. And so yeah. um, I think I did another couple of things. And then I did the, I went and auditioned for uh, the two gentlemen as Sylvia. And it was an all-female production. So, um you know, it attracted all the press, you know? mm-hmm. and I wasn't, I didn't realize, you know, I just went and auditioned, and I answered an ad, and, you know, in the arts newspaper, basically, and it just, you know, I got the part, and, and the director told me later, she didn't know it was my first role, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, but so all the, you know, the Boston Globe, the Phoenix, the Herald at the time, and everybody came to review it, I guess, because of the novelty of, of it being an all-female. Mm-hmm. Um, production and um, you know I, I got away with it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, some of the reviewers actually liked me, and then you know some of the audiences really liked me too. And so it was it was really an experience. It was very nerve wracking. I was not, you know, not expecting that at all. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, you've also been into a couple of um, independent films. Uh, so um, how's that experience been, uh, for example, uh, the ravishing uh, Raspberry and uh, oh. Robin's Hood? How's that experience been? Well, you know, um, you know, I think both of those was the same type of thing. I answered an ad in, in the arts newspaper. And um, um, actually, I should mention the first independent film, which I always forget because it never really, then you go to festivals, it never really was released, but um, um, was with the, the, uh, the very well-known actor, Roscoe Lee Brown. And mm. for some reason, he consented to do this little tiny, <laughs> you know, independent thing. And I played his daughter um, in a little scene where I had to speak some French and um, we were supposed to be in Paris or something like that. And I was supposed to be like his kind of overindulged daughter and um i haven't seen it since i know it's it's um it's at ucla you know in their archive and that so i'll probably you know go and try to access it but um so that was actually my first independent film when i first arrived in san francisco uh-huh. and then um ravishing raspberry um came about uh in i think you know i think the early 2000s and the the producers of that are I think, I think uh, from uh, 2003. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so the producers and writers are twins, um, Shani and Chanel Gibbs, and they are now uh-huh. both, you know, they're not only, they have their own independent, like, animation projects and book projects, and, I mean, they are really um, 
it's like they set a goal and they made it but they, they've also been you know working at warner Bros. and all the big studios um oh. they just finished a project for hbo max it's kind of you know it's it's kind of nice to kind of see someone actually go through the steps and just have a, a clear career trajectory like that and and do so well right uh you were also involved in a uh japanese mini series Yes, that was, um, that was really, you know, a lot of this is, you're reminding me, a lot of this is happenstance. <laughs> I, I wasn't even um, aware of that production, I don't think. I was in San Francisco and I was just kind of, you know, sitting around and I got a, you know, a call or an email from a casting person. She's actually here in Los Angeles and, um, you know, asking me if I would do this role and, and that the person who was supposed to do it, got scared and dropped out because someone had to hold a gun to her head, you know, even though they had a, uh, you know, they always have a professional weapons person there to make, to keep things safe. Right. But I guess this woman got freaked out and didn't want to do it. So they just called me at the last minute and I didn't even realize, you know, that I was going to get, you know, these close-ups is I didn't know. I just, you know, they said, I said, sure, I'll do it. And I, I went over the next mm -hmm. morning and a friend from China who told me, um, he would never watch a Japanese movie that didn't include that actor. Oh. Um, so, uh, you know, so he, he's extremely popular in Asia. Uh -huh. uh, mm -hmm. Another film that you did uh, was uh, Hope Dances. Yes. Now, um, that one, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I know. I was being considered, I think, for two different roles, but they decided to put me in a journalist role because I actually, you know, had journalism experience, so it just seemed natural. And um, at first, I thought I was just going in and, um, you know, just going to go in and do it straight. And then they asked me to put this sort of comic spin on it, like kind of a goofy community type, you know, <laughs> type journalist. But the most exciting thing about that day was, as you know, I had that passion for ballet, so I was very happy yeah. to be in the piece. But exactly. um, that's what I was thinking that, you know, it's got um, music and, um, you know, dance and things that um, you really love. So it must have been a very special right. project for you. Right. Exactly. And also um, that day in particular, I had a chance to all, you know, Russian ballet is sort of the best ballet in the world. And I, all my life I've been reading about it. And I had a chance mm -hmm. to meet um, someone who had trained at the, it's really the best ballet school in the world. <laughs> right. So um, definitely, uh, how has this entire journey been um did you well, face um you know any kind of unusual obstacles or uh, stuff like that because right out at the age of five you were already into training so <laughs> you are a very talented person plus uh You've also trained for it, which like exponentially uh, mm -hmm. multiplies your skill set. So, uh, uh, how was it? Uh, how, yeah. So, uh, thirteen reasons why is a very uh, special 
series right uh, a lot of viewership uh, millions of people watching it and in this age and time and you know uh, audiences all over the world can watch your content uh, no matter where they are so uh, as a first person uh, perspective how do you like uh, 13 reasons why and uh, what was it like uh, being on these sets and uh, you know playing uh, 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 the role of the mother and uh, you know the all this uh, story uh, so how was this experience to you you know it was um exemplary i mean okay first of all i i got that part through self submission you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't an audition process or anything like that um mm-hmm. they just uh, but it was interesting because the description you know it sounded like they were describing me i think they said you know someone uh, educated and i don't know it everything that they said i was like wow it sounds like they're just describing me i have uh-huh. to submit for this and yeah. so i i did and um also not realizing first of all i hadn't seen the show um mm-hmm. because it just sort of you know wasn't the type of show i would just reach out and watch you know yeah. um so i didn't realize the quality and um but i also didn't realize that the, the showrunner Mm-hmm. chooses you know even small parts like that he was like you know totally being careful about well and asking the casting person what well, did she this did she that you know and stuff like that and i wasn't ex- had no idea of any of that so um but yeah I, i submitted on a friday i think and i i was at another job uh the following tuesday when i got the call and um you know of course i was excited cuz tv you know was my goal and it is kind of hard being in san francisco cuz you're away from everything right. you know it's mostly just uh, corporate videos up there right. and so um <clears throat> you know i was thrilled then <clears throat> i walked in and uh, went went to the fitting mm-hmm. and realized i was uh, you know the wardrobe woman was award winning I and mean, just everything about it was just the top level and it's not you know how people will talk about something as if it, it should be impressive or something but everything about this production actually was <laughs> impressive everything from the the sets to the lighting everybody was at the top of their game and it was just um it was an honor but it was just it, you know you could just kind of sit there and watch you know kind of like being in a museum or something everywhere you look it's just like masterly work and um and then as i you know as we went into rehearsal and and started shooting um you know watching the other actors watching the, you know the leads of the show was like, like you know sitting and watching theater you know it's fantastic i mean how do you um how can you anticipate that i i would right. never i've been on certainly other sets of of you know network shows and things but i i'd never experienced anything it was just sort of quality from from beginning to end and um of course i the same thing i had no idea i was going to get was close up so I had no idea that anybody would ever recognize me or anything and no idea I didn't know uh you know the person who played my husband uh-huh. Sean I had never seen him before 
So, you know, I walked up and just shook his hand and we did the scene, you know, that was, that's the way, you know, but um, yeah, so again, you know, that, that sort of professionalism from, from training from age five and performing from that early allowed me to, you know, just step, to step in and do it. that and do it. And I, um, Daphne, you're also, correct me if I'm wrong, you're also hmm. into writing? Yes, yes. I, I freelanced as a writer. Actually, the first things that I wrote were theater reviews um, for a small paper in the Boston area. And, um, and then when I moved to San Francisco, I, I did a lot more of those theater, musical theater, sometimes dance sometimes I think I even did a couple of opera reviews and you know it's just I have such as you know such a strong passion for the arts in general that I remember going to the interview meet with the editor for the paper and thinking this is the first time I've gone to an interview and I haven't felt like I had to you know pretend you know or cover something yeah. up you know just really writing about the arts well okay that's who I am <laughs> so so um you know, and, and that was great. And then I, you know, started writing for a different paper. And then I branched out into, um, uh, you know, writing features and then working for corporations. And uh-huh. and then the last writing job I had was a, a weekly column for a, a, a daily in the, um, in the Bay Area. And, um, and then I, you know, I kind of got burned out. You know, every every week I'm creating something, and it wasn't about the performing arts or anything. So it was, uh-huh. I wasn't that passionate about it. So you know, I, I kind of enjoyed it, but I really kind of got burned out. And and so when I moved down here, I I really didn't sort of do any um, more professional writing for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 gets to your head after a while. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're and everything. Yeah, I think if you're writing about something that you like, if it was about, I don't know, uh, you know, some kind of arts column or something, I, I probably wouldn't have gotten burned out. But mm-hmm. it was, it was just kind of a, uh, um, you know, it was just kind of a top find some joy in it, but and you know, it just yeah. wasn't something that really uh, kind of overwhelmed me with with uh, delight. <laughs> right. So I was gonna ask you. Um about your opinions about uh, you know the show uh, 13 reasons why and what you think about it you know that that show wasn't just festooned with um, you know honors from every direction I mean you know particularly you know Dylan Manette and and Catherine and um, and Brian the showrunner just I mean and it I don't know I but I, I guess it because of the, the I guess there was some delicacy around the, the central issue of, of uh, teen suicide that prevented people from giving the yeah. show what it deserved. And I really, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, the, I was just hearing something on a, a movie the other day. Well, the only thing that matters is good work. And I, I really believe that for a long time. And I do. But yeah. it, it, in an industry where, you know, laurels are important and, and allow you to help you to move forward and, and kind of boost your career and stuff. Um, I mean, it's not like I think any of those people are failing, but it's just, um, I just think it's a travesty. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was, like I said, from every inch of it was, was quality and the, the work um, in mm-hmm. terms of the acting, you know, I, I, 
you know, I've, I've watched through like, I guess seasons one and season two, I can't find a false moment. You know, I, it's just so, um, Natural. you know, quality is just not, is not, it's not describing it enough, but it's exemplary, you know, and, and it to is. find like an ensemble that does that rather than just one or two and everybody else is kind of ordinary. There, there were no ordinary actors in that piece that I could see. And, um, so I don't know, just, uh, <laughs> I just, I feel very strongly that they should have gotten tons of awards, you know, for the acting, for the yeah. producing, for the writing, for everything. And I also, you know, the, when I started my Instagram account, um, which I wouldn't have done, but I was told that I, you know, I had to have one, um, you know, people hold that show in such affection, you know, people from, um, you know, all over the world. There are people posting on Pinterest right now. Really? pictures from season two you know <laughs> and uh so you know there's a reason for that right? right i mean they're they're resonating with people because what they're representing is is true and real and um the fact that they're able to theatricalize that you know in a way that um you know that just moves people and of all ages exactly uh the reason um, the reason why I am asking yeah. so much about 13 Reasons Why is because it's a very sensitive and emotional show, but it also <clears throat> gives out a message of hope and uh, <clears throat> uh, what can be done for the betterment of the society. So it's been a very different show for me as well. It's it's, it's it's not mm -hmm. like the everyday commercial projects that you watch. Right. Right, exactly. exactly. You know, there was uh, so many shows that people are lauding right now. And I'm, I'm like, wow, this just seems like formula to me. It seems like, you know, I've seen seen it before. I've been there, done that. And I can't mm -hmm. think of anything on 13 Reasons Why that seemed formulaic or seemed, um, you know, phoned in or seen, you know, mm -hmm. it, it just all was just. You know, and I think for the high school students, it just, you know, spoke to them because that's what they were living through every day. Yeah, and that's the most important group of individuals that we need to protect. Oh, the, this teenagers? And yeah, children, yeah, right? yeah, the high school kids. Yeah, yeah, that's teenagers. right. Right, right, and Because at that, that you know, age, think... uh, uh, you get a lot of influences from... Uh, you know around uh, people around you and mm -hmm. uh, sometimes some people are bullied and uh, you know generally there can be signs of uh, depression and uh, teenagers may have uh, suicidal thoughts and mm -hmm. we need to create a world where uh, mental health problems are not a not a taboo and people can talk about them freely so yeah, that's just my two right yeah and yeah and i think that the way that the show i think they portrayed things in a very real way so i don't um you know this i've, I've never been a parent so i i don't i can't yeah the responses of, of the parents and how they thought it was glamorizing suicide but i think it just um it's just a very very real portrayal of 
of one person's experience and how it's uh, the ripple effect, you know, throughout um, the community. And um, and so I think that's a, I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they have received an award that I don't know about, but I I um I, I just think it's a, a stunning stunning accomplishment. It is definitely. So anything that you would like to uh say to your fans, uh Daphne? Get so much support from Instagram that I um you know, there's this one guy that always says like the nicest things and it, I don't know. It's just been an experience. I wasn't, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of stuffy, you know, so I ordinarily wouldn't even have bothered with it, but um, it's just been, you know, very enriching. And if I'm, you know, if I need a boost or something, then I go to my Instagram page and because um, everyone is just so encouraging and positive and it's, it's really uh, a lot more than I expected. <laughs> They have a genuine um, love for you well i i i think that you know i think i've had the account for three or four years and so by now anybody who like i mean i'm, I'm always posting stuff about i don't know just so much different stuff i even posted a clip the other day of myself playing the piano oh, yeah. <laughs> and um <clears throat> but i think anybody who's turned off or they're looking for a different approach or something would, would have you know would have me by now so so the people that are left really actually enjoy enjoy the content right so um thank you so much for your time daphne i know i think you guys are great the way you speak to a global audience and I, i'm just happy to be here thank you you like it yeah i i think that um i don't know anybody who's He's trying to reach people all over the world, I think, is, um, I don't know, just doing something important. That's one way of kind of communicating with everyone. It's one way of kind of helping bring everyone together. So um, so I think it's fantastic. I think your mission is great. Thanks. That's a good pump up of uh, motivation because it's like really, really late at my at my place. So oh, right. you you can I think uh, judge by my eyes. I don't wear makeup, <laughs> so you can see they're like closing. But uh, it's it's been a pleasure. It's really been a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, uh, hope to see you again, and uh, we'll catch on you uh, with your new projects. 